I'll tell you, I had one boy, and this probably explains it the best. He went along to a country meet, and he won the 100 IM at a country meet, and he missed his time by like two seconds. And he thought he had swum a really good race, touched the wall, won the gold medal, and he sort of lost all that, I guess, adrenaline and um, enthusiasm that he'd done a great race, and he sort of walked away from it, ho-hum. He did 100 IM at this uh, swim league event and he won it and he said, I can guarantee that my time would have been five seconds slow, but he said the fact that I won it, the fact that my whole team was there on their feet cheering and chanting for me when I hopped out, high-fiving me, he said it was the best feeling ever. Welcome to Swim.Rocks the show that shares ideas, information, and inspiration between swimming people who stay dry. I'm your host, Ben Ramsden, and this week we're talking about an entirely new and exciting format for swimming that's being introduced across Australia. It's team-based, it's head-to-head, it's based on points and placings rather than times, it's very tactical, it's highly entertaining for the audience, and it's all over in about an hour. Yes, if you're thinking that this is Big Bash compared to Test Cricket, you're completely right. It's founder Adam Beisler joined us today and he's busy planning for his third season ahead, which will be New South Wales wide. Adam is the head coach of Novocastrian and I started off by asking him how it was that he got into swimming. Yeah, well, thanks first of all for having me, Ben. And um, I've pretty much been a swimmer from the age of two when I first got into it. Um, Joined my first club at about probably the age of six um and i probably didn't take swimming super seriously um until i was about 12 or 13 and and when i say super seriously i mean committed to the whole 10 sessions a week and um obviously i I, i've always lived near water um live near the beach live near the lake um and it was one of those things growing up you sort of did nippers and all the rest of it as well and um, I did a lot of other sports. Uh, I come from a very sporty family and um, did a lot of tennis and basketball and uh, little athletics and all the rest of it. And yeah, it probably was around that age of 12 or 13 that I sort of had to make the decision and whether I wanted to go um, full on into training. Obviously, the big commitment uh, with, is with swimming and, and that was Probably within, I'd say, the next year or two, um, I, I joined Charlestown Swim Club and I had the coach Gwen Godfrey there at that time and I was with her for a, a good nine years um, and, and I'd say that's where the base of most of my my swimming was done and, and my love for swimming and obviously over that time I uh, competed at country, state, nationals, uh, won medals at all those events and, and was lucky enough to get picked on youth Olympic teams um, as well as New Zealand touring teams and um, a few World Cup teams as well. And and I guess for me, um, one thing definitely with swimming uh, I find is that no matter whether I do it competitively now or socially, like I'll, I'll do it to the day I die. I just um, I love it, love being in the water. So Fantastic. <laughs> so, uh, so Swim League, um, 
I've had a look at the, your website, swimleague.com.au, and I've heard a few people have been to the events, and I was just looking at your Facebook page and saw some of the videos of the, of the last, uh, last event. It looks really exciting. To tell, us, tell us, what's it all about? Okay, so I guess the, the, the whole idea behind this is it's a bit of a combination. I, I, uh, even throughout my swimming career, later in my swimming career, I went over and did a bit of a stint over in America um, and worked over in a couple of the summer camps and stuff over there, as well as the college system. And and I obviously like the idea and the format of the college system. I, I do believe um, a lot of swimmers get into swimming because of the the racing side of it it's not the training i think a lot of the time we do so much training all the time and and we only have these competitions probably once every six months where we get to sort of showcase ourselves and and i guess the idea where um in america and that they do it every weekend it's a lot more racing um and, and more than anything the team atmosphere is the thing that caught me when i was over there um doing the swim camps and everything and it, it was something i guess for now i've had this idea in my head for about 10 years um to create what is swim league um which is just a team first team format um in a very short format about 60 minutes or less uh and i guess it gives uh, opportunity I, and i want and my idea behind this is really to create as well entertainment um aquatic entertainment is my very simplified version of it um because i wanted you've got to be able to sell it to the public i guess you could say um with a lot of sports these days like cricket bringing in the 2020 and big bash um you look at athletics bringing in the nitro athletics you see uh the netball bringing in the fast fives tennis same sort of deal a lot of sports these days just the way with the generation coming through um, are looking for, I guess, a more adrenaline um, pumped atmosphere, a little bit more um, game-like, I guess you could say, instead of the long traditional drawn-out meets where I've been to a lot. You, you, you do, you go to these meets and um, they sometimes start at 8 o'clock in the morning and finish at like 6, 7 o'clock at night. And I think me trying to capture uh, the spectator's attention is probably the thing first most um, that swim league does and what we're trying to get out there is that it's not your traditional swim meet um, but at the same time the kids are also having a lot more fun because uh, you're there and you're racing you're not having these one hour gaps between races where you're sitting around um, which which a lot of the time at the end of the day you're not really going to be swimming that well anyway um, so so Adam look let's let's just spend a few minutes unpacking everything you you said there because it, it sounds yep. re really exciting um i'm <laughs> yep. thinking on one hand we had test cricket that could go on for five days and then you've Spot got on. the sort of uh, big bash that's uh, you know you just turn up uh, turn up and it's all over in, a, in an hour or so and there seems to be a bit yep. of a similarity there compared to you know national age championships that go on to five days compared to swim yep. league that lasts for six, 60 minutes um I love your your expression about aquatized entertainment. Tell us more yep. about that because I saw a DJ and other stuff involved in your last event. Yes, yeah. So what we try to do is we split the teams up into pretty much two sides of the pool. 
Um, so when the kids turn up, they go down on pool deck. And this is one big thing as well as they're not sitting up in the grandstands with parents or anything. You've got a team that's made up of about 15 to 30 swimmers and they go down with the coach and they all sit at the end of the pool um, and they're all in their team gear, their caps, uh, shirts, swimmers, all that sort of stuff. And what we do is we obviously have the music there, which obviously gets a bit of a vibe created, um, even while the kids are warming up. Warm-ups are pretty short. We keep it usually at about 15 to 30 minutes um, because, again, we just sort of want uh, the spectators there to sort of see the guys warming up. It uh, gives them a bit of an opportunity to also potentially go up and get photos with them or get autographs from them. And then we pretty much get straight into it. And when we call them out, we call them out on the pool deck um, one at a time. Uh, so that sort of gives them a little bit of that sort of notoriety as well. I think I've taken a lot of the best things that we have at swim meets. And, and when you sort of go to a finals night, uh, you sort of do the heats of a morning, say at state, and you go to the finals and it's just that one heat comes out. They call out the names. They get the crowd pumped up, and it's one race, and it's done and dusted. It's not, I guess, um, 10 or 12 heats of just watching 100 freestyle. It's just one race, one winner, second or first, second, and third get the points. Um, and it, it gets the crowd involved in that event. Um, I, I, I get – I really – I try to probably – give people an idea that it's a lot like a school swimming carnival. I think school swimming carnivals are pretty good. If you go to a school swimming carnival, you sort of got that team atmosphere where a lot of the school kids will get dressed up in the team colours. They'll get dressed up in red or blue, green or blue. Um, they'll have their sign boards. Uh, they'll have their team chants. And that's what we really like is we like the crowd to get involved with the swimmers that are actually in the water. Um, and they can sort of relate as well. So even, I guess, like a lot of other team sports like soccer and football and that is even if your kid's on the bench, you're still actually cheering for the team. Whereas a lot of the time you'll go to these swimming carnivals and the parents will only ever be involved if their kid is actually in the race. So then they turn off and they go and have a coffee or they go and read a newspaper and they're not actually involved in the whole swimming side of it. They're only there for their kid and their event. Yeah. And then they pretty much tune out. Yes. So this, like we said, it, it, it's go, go, go the whole time. I think the only time when I've been at Homebush where the uh, the whole stadium has shook has been for a school swimming event. So I, I can <laughs> re really relate to that. And uh, what yep. what is this, just just picking up on your experience from, from the US and the college system and this sort of... Um, team yep. versus team uh, type type approach w w w how does that how does that affect the swimmers how, how does that really benefit them well and again like if you look at your, your normal swim meets i think that when the crowd most gets involved is usually in relays you look at relays and that's when a lot of people really get involved um and i think that that's the idea is that we're trying to make it uh, team-based in that sense that most of our races i think we look at nearly 40 percent of the races are relay type races um and they're all points as well so we try to take the whole time thing out of it so if we take time out of it uh, again i think time a lot of the time with races I, I really hate to see when a swimmer wins a race gets a gold medal and then might miss their PB by a second or something like that, or might miss a qualifying time and they get very depressed on themselves. So 
by having uh, someone get first and that's all that matters, they win points for their team, you can see they're super excited and you can see the teammates are super excited. And I'll tell you, I had one boy, and this probably explains it the best, he went along to a country meet and he won the 100 IM at a country meet and he missed his time by like two seconds and he thought he had swum a really good race touched the wall, won the gold medal, and he sort of lost all that, I guess, adrenaline and um, enthusiasm that he'd done a great race, and he sort of walked away from it, ho-hum. He did 100 IM at this uh, swim league event, and he won it, and he said, I can guarantee that my time would have been five seconds slow, but he said the fact that I won it, the fact that my whole team was there on their feet cheering and chanting for me when I hopped out, high-fiving me, he said it was the best feeling ever. And I think that that's the sort of feeling we're trying to create along uh, among most of the swimmers is that whole um, that you're doing it for your team. And, and I think most of the kids and most people out there would also agree that most swims in a relay are usually the best swims as well. What a lovely story. So how do yeah. you do the scoring then? Is nothing timed? Is it all down to placing? Yeah. So with scoring, um, so... Again, we try to make our format work across all ranges. So all that you need is six lanes. doesn't matter if it's a 25-meter pool, 25-yard pool, 33-meter pool, whatever. It can be any sort of length of pool. Um, and what it is is you pretty much break two teams up and they'll have three lanes each. Um, so say you've got a six-lane pool, you might have um, the Wizards might use lanes one, two, and three, and then you might have another team, the Heat, they might use lanes four, five, and six. And what you're allowed to do is each swimmer has to swim a minimum of one race, but can only swim a maximum of three races. So that really stops any of your superstar swimmers, so like a Michael Phelps or something like that, from just dominating an event. So you really got to have the best team, not just the best individual swimmers. And what happens is first we'll get three points, second we'll get two points, and third we'll get one point. And again, I would have to say probably last season, our best race we had all season was actually for third place in the end of a 200 fly. It was unbelievable. Like we've had people win races, we've had close races, but it was every single person was up on their feet, yelling off their head, lifting the roof off, and it was all for third place, which just goes to show how important every point can be and the fact that that person that got third it probably felt more awesome than any of the people that won a race either and that could be their only point they won all season, um, which also, again, gives them that sort of notoriety. I guess a lot of kids these days, if a, a soccer team wins, you see a whole 20 kids win, not just one kid win. Um, and then if a soccer team loses, again, the whole team, just one kid loses. It's that whole approach to being able to do things together. Um, we do have, uh, without going into it too much, we do have a couple of fun little things that we throw in there as well, which is called a power play. Um, so every now and again, you're allowed, each coach is allowed one power play, which means you get double points for that race. Um, we also have a thing called a re-race. So because we don't do any times, everything is judged. We have two judges on each side of the pool. And if we deem that a race is too close to call, um, they have to jump back up and swim that exact same race within 60 seconds. Um, and again, that's sort of, I guess, stealing the idea that 
when you go to a swim meet and you actually see a swim off, they do swim offs at normal swim meets, and, and you do you see the crowd actually get quite involved in swim offs. So we actually took that idea and brought it into the actual match where you have re races and and that 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 just puts a whole other dynamic on it and, and definitely gets the crowd fired up. So. Adam, you've talked a lot about the swimmers and the audience, but what's it like from a coach's perspective? Yeah, I, I really like the idea with the coach in swim league is that it's actually very much a tactical match. Um, it's not like where they go to a normal swim meet and they're just sort of given times and splits and stroke counts and stroke rates, things that they do every day in training. This is the idea that it's – a game of chess, you've got to use your right players, your pawns, your kings, your queens at the right time. Um, you never know uh, what sort of a program you're going to get because the program literally is drawn out of a hat. So even though we know all of the distances, you don't actually know what stroke it could be. So one week you could be up against a team and it might be very breaststroke dominated. Now, unfortunately, your team might be made up of a lot of butterflies and freestylers. So you're going to have your butterflies and freestylers swim in breaststroke. You've got to just choose them in the right breaststroke event, and that's the way it is. And even though you might lose that week against the team that you're playing against, you might play against that same team six weeks later, and because you've got a whole different program, it might be more a freestyle program. So you could then completely switch it around and win that match. So even though you've got two teams that have the same swimmers on them every week, it's how you use your swimmers as well as what strokes are picked in the format of the event. So it, it really every week you're not, you have no idea what you're in for. And the, the swimmers don't know until the day or the actual other teams don't know who they're racing against until they're called out on pool deck, which again is one of those awesome things. So the, the swimmer, you might know what you're swimming the week before, obviously keep that to your chest. And that's why we have an announcer bring out the swimmers out on the pool deck is because the other team won't know who they're racing until they are actually called out on pool deck, literally 40 seconds before they race. And within that 40 seconds, the coaches are allowed to actually come out on the pool deck with the kids and they're actually allowed to talk to them tactically for 40 seconds about who they can see across on the other side of the lanes, who they're going to be racing against. And, and they might even tell them, they might go, oh, look, you're not going to win it, but you're a shoe-in for second or third. So don't worry about getting number one, but definitely push for second or third. And it's, yeah, so it literally changes every second you're there. You, you might know, you might have someone who you think's going to get up there, but the coach might decide they want to use them for a relay instead because a relay is worth more points. So you're thinking, should I use my best swimmer in a relay, try to get more points, but then at the same time, they would have definitely won the individual. So there's guaranteed points. Not as many points, but they're guaranteed points. So then that's up to the coach to make that decision. So, yeah, it's a doozy. Sounds absolutely fantastic. Um, <laughs> where can I go and see this next, or how, how can people get involved? Yeah, well, look, what's going to happen is we're pretty much going to have our uh, registrations open up for the 2019 season on the 1st of December. Now, we started off in 2016 as just doing a one-off gala day match um, to sort of get a bit of an idea and a feel whether the idea would actually work. 
and um, it did. It went off. We had about 130 people turn up to come and watch, um, and it was a great vibe, and we obviously got people putting their hand up to go on the next season. So our first season, we had 75 registered athletes that competed across four teams, um, and then last year, we, we built that number up to 172 registered swimmers, and we had that across six teams. Um, and obviously, our idea is pretty much every year to keep doubling our numbers of registrations. And we hope, well, our idea is this year, we're, we're at the moment, because I'm based in the Coast and Valley region, that's pretty much where our teams have come from. I've just come off a meeting with uh, New South Wales Swimming and a couple of the area development presidents. And what we're looking at doing for 2019 is actually holding gala days in as many of our uh, regional areas as possible. So across New South Wales, there's actually 12 uh, regional areas, your, your metro northwest, metro northeast, right through to your southern inland and your mountain and plains, all those sort of areas. So what we're trying to do is we're sort of trying to work with New South Wales Swimming um, to try to get at least a gala day kicked off and um, pretty much so people understand how teams are picked is what happens is you'll register um, to compete um, in a swim league team and what will usually happen is in the first year you'll have, if there's four teams, let's say you'll have four different coaches and what they do, it's like a draft pick. So they get to go through and pick each one of their first swimmers. And once they go through and pick each one of their first swimmers, they then go through and pitch or pick their second swimmer, third swimmer, until they've got a full team of 20 swimmers or whatever. So that way we're getting also an opportunity for kids to be able to swim with kids they wouldn't usually swim with um, from different clubs, different areas, which is also great um, to get kids to intermingle, as well as the fact that it gives uh, kids and coaches um, or kids the ability to be able to work under different coaches as well, um, getting to meet different coaches. Um, and then we also like the idea um, or the concept that that then also tries to make it even. Each team has tried, we try to make it as even as possible. So fingers crossed, um, we will have our usual um, Coast and Valley area regional, um, which runs pretty much we start, at the start of May, and we run through to the end of September. We, we run it over winter because we know that summer season for swimmers is obviously the priority season. And with winter, it gives, I guess, that opportunity for kids that do your other sports, maybe like surf or water polo or triathlons, to keep involved in swimming. We're really trying to grow the participation of swimming in general, just across all forms. And and we've got a junior league at the moment and a senior league. So our junior league is for kids that are pretty much from the age of 9 to 12. And our senior league is 13s and over. So anyone that's 13 up to the age of 80, if you like. Um, and what we want is the more people that register, obviously the more teams we can have. And then we can obviously run more and more weekends. So we usually run about a six to eight weekend um, or six to eight weekends over a season um, in our normal league. And then at the end of that, we'll have a playoff or a final series. So the hope is for 2019, we're going to hopefully run a couple of gala days 
Um, I've already spoken to a, a few people in the metro area who were who pretty keen to do just a whole Gala League with the four metro areas. And we're even looking at someone, whichever team that wins out of that metro area will actually go against um, our winner of our Coast and Valley regional area as well. So a couple of things to look forward to for 2019. This sounds really exciting, Adam. Sorry, I just want to get clear about some of the details. Um, yep. Do people need to sign up as a team or as an individual? So you'll sign up as an individual. And at that stage, would you know what team you're part of or does that happen later? So that will happen later. So what you can do is you can elect a team that you would like to be on, but you're not guaranteed to be on that team. Um, what we tried to do in our first year is we, like I said, try to make it a little bit more even. Um, and again, this is why there's been a couple of other leagues where they've tried to do a club versus club thing. But the problem is if you get a powerhouse club like Carlisle, let's say, up against just your local club, um, let's say like a Tukli or something like that, well, yeah, it's always going to be a bit unfair. So what we tried to do is we try to spread everyone out so it's obviously more of an even playing field. As time goes by and the teams are pretty even, you tend to find, and this is what we want, you tend to find a passion developed for that team. Um, they obviously are very passionate, we found out in the last couple of years, um, some of the teams, and, and it's great. That's what we want. And then they obviously will, will go on, hopefully, like you see with a lot of football teams and that, to throughout generations you'd like to see them follow it on from their kids to their kids and so on and so forth so and should do people have to live basically in the coast and valley area really to take advantage of this currently or can they yeah. you're talking about so, other things happening in in sydney and beyond yeah spot on so this was our big push last year is towards the end of last year we did a city versus country meet which was our first ever representative match um, so that was the first time we ever had a match which you actually had to be chosen for. So if you want to register, pretty much our prerequisite is as a junior, you've got to be able to swim 50 metres of every stroke. As long as you can swim 50 metres of every stroke, you're more than welcome to register. You don't have to be part of New South Wales Swimming. You just um, go online to swimleague.com.au and you'll click a registration icon and you just simply follow the prompts from there. For our senior division, we do probably make it a little bit tougher. We, we, we say there's a little bit of a cutoff with time-wise. We want everyone to be able to swim pretty much at least 50 freestyle in about under 40 seconds. Um, the hope is as we, we do grow and we build numbers, uh, similar to the college system, we'll sort of have a first division and a second division. Um, but like I said, that will only come over time and, and we, we eventually hope – our first division guys, like we see in so many other sports, um, will get paid as well, paid as professional athletes. That's that's the real goal, is that we want to see these guys put on the same sort of stage as what we see our um, soccer players and football players and rugby union players and all those guys all contracted onto. And I guess in America you see that with the scholarships that they offer. We, we sort of want to go along, along that line and see our swimmers actually getting paid as professional athletes and not just your top one or two. We're talking about a whole team of 30 um, getting paid as a career. 
Um, so that, that that is the dream. And obviously, it all starts at the bottom. We're trying to grow it from the grassroots um, and get in and as many people involved as possible. So this year, I would have said last year, it definitely was a Coast and Valley regional thing, um, pretty much from the Hunter Valley to the Central Coast. This year, we're trying to get across the whole of New South Wales. And and I will say we've had plenty of interest from Melbourne, a lot of interest from Queensland as well, um, which hopefully we'll eventually get there. Um, but we, we're just making sure that we, we go slowly and don't try to go too quick and, and outdo ourselves. So... The idea will be next year, definitely look out um, on the website. We'll always be updating on our Facebook page and on our website about registrations, where you can go and how you can get involved. So pretty much fingers crossed, um, if everything goes well, any swimmer in New South Wales for 2019 can get involved in Swim League. That's awesome. That's awesome. So your Facebook page is at Swim League Oz. That's uh swim as yep. in swim league as in leagues spelt correctly and yep. oz is in a u s your yep. website is swimleague.com.au so they're the two go-to places basically yep spot on if you go to our website we've sort of got a, a draft of all um the rules how the sort of divisions work um give you a little bit of a format of how you'll see the racing go um because we, like I said, do do a lot of relays, and the relays are done a bit different. You might have a butterfly relay or a backstroke relay or a breaststroke relay, so it's not just freestyle or medley. Um, we do the mixed relays, so we have boys and girls racing together. Uh, we do brace relays, which is just two people racing together. Um, and like I said, we, we, you could do all different types of distances, whether it be 25s, 50s, 100s. Sometimes we do combinations. So you might have 100, but it might be done as 50 backstroke, 50 breaststroke. So, again, that really uh, lets kids race things that they wouldn't usually be racing at a conventional swim meet. Awesome. Well, Adam, that's a really comprehensive description you've given us there. Is there any more information? There's anything we haven't covered? Oh, look, there's probably a bunch more, but like I said, I'm more than happy to answer any questions that anyone wants to send through to me. Um, I do have an email, which is info at swimleague.com.au. So uh, like I said, if anyone ever has any questions, and you can obviously contact through the the website, more than happy if anyone goes on the Facebook page and wants to contact us through that as well. Um, anyone that wants to help out, we're, we're, we're very lucky. I'd say in another area we're going into, a, a normal swim meet to, to be run uh, by New South Wales Swimming actually needs 47 people um, for it to be officially qualified. To run our meets, we only need five people. Um, so that also, I guess, gives us the scope to be able to go out there and get a lot more people involved um, which is also what we're trying to do. It, it sort of gives us that opportunity to get out there. But anyone that wants to get involved, whether it be one of those five people, a judge or a starter, um, we're more than happy to have those guys come along. The main thing is I recommend anyone get along and actually watch one of these meets. Um, it's not till we actually see people come along and actually see one of these um, matches go on that they actually understand what it is. Um, and, and that's probably our biggest thing is that 
we're so used to the traditional swim meet. Um, most people just think it's another version of that, and it's, it really isn't. Um, so, yeah, just come along, try it out, and you can make your own decision from there. <laughs> Adam, thank you very much indeed. Fantastic Thanks to have you uh, on the program today. Cheers. It's been great. So those details again. The website is swimleague.com.au. On Facebook, it's Swim League Oz. That's S-W-I-M-L-E-A-G-U-E-A-U-S. And if you want to email Adam, it's info at swimleague.com.au. And don't forget, uh, if you're listening to this on the day that we launch, then in a couple of days' time, you'll be able to register for 2019. Uh, registrations open on the 1st of December and I'm really looking forward to watching that one uh, on swim.rocks looking forward to going along to an event and uh, seeing what happens well that's it for this week thanks ever so much for joining us yet again thank you especially for all those people that have given us five star reviews on the Apple podcast platform it's very easy to do just go to your uh, podcast player and you can give us a, uh, a star review there you don't even have to write anything just press on the number of stars uh, it helps other people like us to find the show which grows the audience and lets more people know about all the stuff happening in swimming around australia until we meet next time do please stay dry